Welcome to the Zondra TV Audio Nation, where we bring you the most interesting topics and conversations from the Zondra TV Network family of shows. And now, let's join the conversation. Today in the studio, I've got an amazing and most beautiful guest that is not just a real estate mogul, but she's also a speaker and an author. But you know, at times when we're growing up, we can be coined as one thing and then all of a sudden our life changes. She's gonna be sharing that story today. Please welcome Jen DePlesi. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so Jen, tell me about who you are and, not, and why you're here. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate that. Uh, well, I mean, who I am now, who I am now, then we can maybe go backwards, but uh, who I am now is, yeah, speaker, podcaster. I have two podcasts. I'm an author, seven-time number one best-selling author. I'm a glamma, which is one of the funnest things. Love and just it. some fun things about me is I'm a competitive ballroom Latin and swing dancer, and I'm also an expert markswoman. Okay, you just I found out something new, y'all. So first of all, I want to thank you for allowing me to be on your the set of your show. I know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Exciting. Uh, and to be able to interview yeah. you, it's absolutely gorgeous. It matches you in every oh, way. Thank you. you are some of everything. Now you're and a marksman, right? Yes, markswoman. <sighs> markswoman, that's true. Mark's woman. Mark's woman. Okay, yeah. so I know all of the success that you have today, all the things that you've done, um, which is, is just amazing, but I'd like to know a little bit about your background, like your history. Mm -hmm. How did you grow up? Yeah, well, um, it's a, a long story, and I'm going to be as quick as I can <laughs> telling you the story, but, um, you know, I'm one of 36 first cousins, and uh, when I was younger, until I was 12, I was the only one who was an only child. And I prayed every night that I would have some type of sibling. And it wasn't until I was 12 and a half that my mom and dad were finally blessed with another child. And so now I have a brother. Um, and it's just we lived in two different worlds, I mean, quite frankly. But, you know, as one of 36 cousins, I, my uncles were kind of funny people. And they would run around and give everybody a nickname. And um, so we had Dan the Man and Gene the Machine um, there's some other ones I don't want to say, but mine was Jenny who ain't got a penny. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, y'all yeah. just hear that Jenny who ain't got a penny. Okay. Yeah. But tell me about because you know what, we all do have nicknames. Because yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I can tell you, you know, my middle name is Yvette and people called me Vet, right? And then uh, people okay. would call me Corvette. And you know, yeah. do you have a vet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and or, I have. Or, I have or how about I'm gonna take you to the vet? I'm gonna take you to the vet. I mean, I mean oh, you know, gosh, so I mean, I, yeah, so I mean, yeah. I, I can understand that. And sometimes that really affects yeah. us, our self-esteem, right. or what we think, or either it's the driver behind our pure success. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think uh, in your case? Yeah, I mean, in my case, well, first of all, the first time that he said it to me, I was really young. So what I did is I carried a penny around in my shoe. Ah. So every time he said, "Jenny, who ain't got a penny," or the other uncles did. I would just pull out the penny and say, oh, I got it. I got it here. I have this tiny, this little penny. And I actually carried it around till about eight years ago in my shoe. Because really? it was still something that every time I felt it move in my shoe would remind me of where I've come from. And then I finally let it go one day. <laughs> I finally let it go. And uh, I actually took it to the bank and made it part of a deposit so that I could never find it again. 
Um, and it was pretty much the same penny for that whole time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Every okay, night. so you so yeah. the, the penny was in your shoe, in your high heels. In my yeah. right right shoe. Yeah. In your right shoe. Yeah. Do you think that that helped to drive? Was a driving force behind your success? Um, I don't, you know, when I look back on it now and yeah. I think, you know, why did I keep that baggage with me? It was kind of silly to keep the baggage, but, you know, it's partly why the reason this the set has a purple background. It's it's uh, regal, right? It's yes. it's the highest color in yes. the, in the um, rainbow and it's closest to God. So it reminds me that everything I do is God-driven, right? Mm. And so I think that was the purpose behind that is just to remind me I am working towards something better. I am not Jenny who ain't got a penny, you know, and it would it would force me to to really look at what I was doing and every action was on purpose. So what would you say to someone that may be watching this show that that might not be, you know, might not have a penny in their shoe every day, but they're holding yeah. on to something? What would you tell them? Well, I mean, for me, it's hard to say because mm -hmm. everyone has a different reason why they are driven. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was proving. You know, my mm. uncle uh, later said to me, not just Jenny who ain't got a penny, but he said to me, you know, Jenny, you're going to be just like your father, John. You're going to be an alcoholic. You're going to be just like your mother, Ginger, who is a verbal abuser. And you will mm. be poor and you will smoke because they smoke. Not that weird stuff. Just stuff. <laughs> Because they smoked. That's what people did back then. Uh, because that's the way nature goes. So you're going to be just like them. And um, it didn't affect me at first because I didn't quite understand it until one day. And then I'll get to answering your questions. But one day, uh, you know, back then we could ride our little banana bikes around till all hours of the night. Yep. You know, throw it on the floor. On the, the floor. I call it the floor. On the ground. So yeah, on the ground. But I heard them fighting again. They fought almost every night. And, you know walked into the front of the house and through the screen porch and I could see right through. My mom had a cigarette in her hand shaking. Uh, she had the old zip-up robes that, yeah. that women had yeah. back then. She's very heavy set. And mm. my father had a shotgun to her head. And I was nine years old mm -hmm. at this time. And um, she was shaking. And of course, you know, I, for whatever reason, I always blamed my mom's mouth for my dad's drinking, not my dad's drinking for my mom's mouth. And I certainly didn't want anything to happen to her, but I ran out of the house with my finger, fingers in my ears, you know, just praying I wouldn't hear the shotgun go off. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for me, our grand, my grandparents lived next door, including the uncle who coined that phrase. And I ran out into the field, into the corn. We actually had corn. That was my snack because we were so poor. I could only go out and pick raw food mm -hmm. and uh, just prayed that I would not hear it. But that was the moment that I said, I'm done. I'm not going to be like them. So for me, to your listeners, right, um, is for me it was a life of proving. I'm going to prove to everybody that I can be better. And I set out to do that in everything I did. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that was, for so, me it's proving. Okay, so proving. That, that's, and I think a know, lot, I, I think oftentimes we'll, we'll say, I mean, I could think of my, even myself, well, I'm not going to do that. When I grow up, I'm not going to, there's certain things in your parents yeah. or the people that you've been around that yeah. you always say, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to do this better, mm -hmm. I'm going to be this better, which is why I believe that every adult is raised, I mean, you're raised with a certain uh, set of core values. Right. There's some values yeah. you're raised with. But I do believe that those values have to be challenged once you mm -hmm. become an adult. And some you're going to keep, and then some new ones right. you're going to develop right. on your they're own. Right, handed, because they're handed off to you, yeah. They're and, handed off. 
And uh, yeah, so for the longest time it was proving. And yes. then, you know, one day I had an epiphany and it became, now I'm done proving, I'm going to start living. And that really has taken me, you know, to where I'm at now. But, but I mean, literally yeah. every moment of my life was proving, just waiting and hoping that he would come to me and just say, good job, great job, way to yeah. go. Yeah. Someone, someone to say it, but nothing Nothing happened. Yeah, th this is good. You know, we're going to be taking a break real uh, soon. And, and, but when I come back, I really want to talk to you about, you know, the proving stage, right? Mm. And then what goes, <laughs> what, well, because uh, how does that influence you once you arrive, once you have all the things all put together, yeah. you know, about that proving? Does it continue or does it turn into something else? Yeah. Can't wait to talk yeah. about it. We'll be right back. Did you know that most skincare products today have low quality ingredients that can end up doing more harm than good? Sofiel's pure, natural ingredients hydrate, exfoliate, and nourish your skin. Most people see results in one application. Our patented skincare formula contains only the highest quality, natural, plant-based ingredients so pure you can eat them. Your skin deserves the best. Go to shopsofiel.com and use code SOUL20 to save 20%. Get started today. Watch this and so much more on Sandra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit ZondraTV.com. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? We're back. We've been talking to Jen, and she's been sharing some information about her background and where she started and how she was coined as, Jenny, you ain't going to have a penny, and how those things kind of influence you. She was keeping the penny in her shoe, in her right shoe, I believe she said, mm -hmm. uh, for most of her life, uh, and, and it really propelled her to move forward. Mm -hmm. So, Jen, here's the thing that I want to ask you, because once you, like, arrive, I mean, you're a real estate mogul. You, you, you're on stages in front of other real estate brokers. You, um, you know, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're all of these things, right? And now a TV producer as well. Yeah. So once you arrive and, and you're making the money and you're making your mark, how does that thing that propelled you to success that you're not going to give up and you're just going to keep on going... Does it change or does yeah. it continue to fuel you? No, it definitely changes, you know, and I, I think you know, you know, that I'm married to my high school sweetheart and we're called Danny and Sandy even to this day from yeah. Greece because we come from these total opposite sides, you know, and, you know, he was the best advocate for me because he was always saying, do something for you, do something for you, don't worry about what other people think, and um, I just couldn't get past it. It just took a long time, yeah. and... Um, you know, I had achieved all this success in the mortgage business, um, and uh, one night I was at dinner, so-called dinner, with my family, and it's, it's, it's such a bad habit of business people, you know, to focus on uh, the business and not their lives. You know, it's all about the business, and so the phone call came in, and I said, oh, I have to take the call, so I sneaked outside, and I was walking what I call the concrete balance beam. You know, we've all been on it. We're walking and talking and walking and talking. Back. We're yeah. nodding to people as they go in. Right? Yeah. And I happened to look over into the window of the restaurant, and my family was there uh, enjoying themselves, laughing, creating these beautiful, beautiful memories that they had done many times. And I wasn't in them. And I never was. 
And that was the next moment that changed my life. And I said, I'm done. I'm done proving. I am done uh, trying to make everybody else happy and it's time to start this living. And there has to be a better way uh, to earn a living and still have this beautiful life. And so it did change. And now that's what I talk about is living the, a life of luxury, but we have to define it. So I'll let you okay, no, no, go I deeper love, than that. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, <laughs> no, I'm going to let you go deeper. No, that, that's really good because you know what? You were fortunate to be able to look into the window and almost see a life without you. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. being, that, that, that had already been developed, really. I mean, without at the me end of the already. day. Without you already. Yeah. Most of us don't have that su- such mm-hmm. a surreal moment as mm-hmm. to be able to look in the window and go like, they having a good time and I'm out here on right. these streets. Right, and you're almost screaming. Look, bundled up, having yeah. a, taking a call because yeah. that, Again, proving mm-hmm. that uh, your value and yeah. your worth, right? Yeah. That shifted you and yeah. made you see what your value different or it just took away the desire to prove? No, it, um, my values shifted. Okay, good. Now it was about me. Now it was an inside job. Um, and I think what happens is if you think of a wheel and a, you know, and a, on a tire, right, that you have the steel and so many people are focused on their business being that strength. Yes. And then what happens to the tire is it gets treaded on and nails go in it. And, you know, we see this in society, right, yep. with all the high divorce and, and everything. And so what I wanted to do is invert that and make my life the steel, the core, the, the thing that can't be broken and then build this beautiful business on top of it. Um, so for me, it was really my values. And, you know, even when I'm coaching people now and I ask them what their core values are, they'll respond to me with family. And I say, well, I don't know. Is that a question or is that a conviction? Is yeah. that, you know, yeah. a non-negotiable? And so I went back and thought, you know, and I always had core values, but yeah. I didn't have boundaries around them. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. mine are faith and family and stability, stability yes. of time and money, integrity, yes. right? And those are big, big things for me. And um, mm-hmm. when, my, when I started living those core values, instead of talking about them or never thinking about them, everything started changing. Every decision was that. based on the core value. Yeah, I love it. So um, the greater percentage of people probably that you run into, they're uh, probably not really living their core values. No. It's kind of like a company, right? I mean, I, I've worked for a couple of companies in my life. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur now, but now I work for a couple of companies and we mm-hmm. talk about core values, right? Um, but but were the core values actually, in, you know, actionable, like they're in action. Right. And that's the right. thing. You want to be in action and it needs to be a part of your daily walk of what you're doing. Yeah, and I think it also has to be, there's a difference between personal core values and business core values. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think there's that difference as well. And yeah. so a lot of times there's that rub and it's not an alignment and, mm-hmm. you know, and all I wanted to do was earn the money I was making and do it in less time. Yeah. And I ended up doing that, earning twice as much in half the time. That's good. That wasn't my goal, but I said, ooh, I'm on to something here. Okay. And that really is what changed everything. That's awesome. <laughs> I love the surreal moment. I think I would like to be able to look at it and say, what is my kids doing? Are they <laughs> right? right. <laughs> They're probably right. over there high-fiving, having a good time. Okay. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. We are on the set of Tell Me I Can't. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your show. What made you say, I'm going to TV. I'm going to be on you know, TV as a, as a talk show host and a producer, mm-hmm. what caused you to pivot to that? 
Yeah, well, I mean, it, it again, I think you just, in our lives we earn and then we, I mean, I'm sorry, we learn and then we earn and then we return, right? We get to the point where we want to give back so much more and give to people to be able to experience what we've already gone through in a shorter period of time and have more over success, whatever that definition is, yeah. you know, because it's not just money. And, um, you know, I had achieved everything, you know, top 200 loan officers in the country, first mm -hmm. one of the first women to fund over a billion dollars in fundings. Um, and I had achieved it all, mm -hmm. but there was just some hole missing in me. And it was really about um, the ability and the gift that I have to be able to overcome anything that comes to me. And being able to share that and exploit that in others, that we all have a gift. It's varying obviously, but we all have a gift yeah. that needs to be exploited. And some people just aren't strong enough to come out mm. and, and say, yeah, I do want to stand up to people and I do want to. So I want to give them the opportunity to be able to do that, to step up to that challenge and create a movement that says, when people tell me I can't, well, go watch what I do and then show people what you've done. Um, awesome. And so that's really where it came from. And the reason I chose to go into TV was because I already have podcasts and I said, you know, th th I've already done that, been there, done there, I done that, still have it, still have both of them, but it yeah. was time to move on to something that was um, a little more powerful for even my guests to have a better experience yeah. and, and better success. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the name of the show, though. Thank you. Tell me I can. <laughs> Thank you. And that tagline, and I'll show you I will. Right. <laughs> That's right. I bet I can. Yeah. Uh, just give me the yeah. opportunity. And really, your life, though, your life is uh, absolutely a replication. Absolutely. Or it resembles, it I should say. Yeah. You know, it yeah. really resembles the name of the show. Uh, that, you know, tell me I can. You told me, I, you know, I'd be Jenny, wouldn't have a penny. And right. now I'm showing you uh, the proof. And so that's really, really awesome. But giving other people the stage mm -hmm. to be able to do that is yeah. phenomenal. And so I applaud you for doing Thank that. Thank you. Thank I you. Definitely I definitely you think it's that. a healing thing for a lot of people, too. Yeah. You know, absolutely. to be able to talk about something they probably will never talk about before. You know, they haven't talked about, and this will be the first thing, time that they're sharing that story. This is really good. We're going to take a short break, and when I come back, though, I want to talk about the next evolution, what's mm. coming down the pipe for you. I know okay. there's a lot going on. We'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know. Are you tired of hearing, I love it, but it's not in my budget? I just can't afford it. Let 133 Approved Funding give you the power to offer your clients multiple customer finance options. Have the resources to complete those big jobs and boost your high-end sales. With our simple one-page application, get results and your funding in as little as two minutes. Our team of qualified lenders allows you the power to lower your risk without discounting your products. Stop waiting. Visit 133getfunding.com and get started today. Watch this and so much more on Zondra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit ZondraTV.com. Welcome back, you guys. We've been talking here on Break with Jen. <laughs> and I wanted to pivot and talk about, you know, kind of what's next for you, yeah. Uh, yeah. what's coming down the pike. You have so much going on. Uh, I don't even know. Scary. I don't know where you actually are able to even take a breath. Uh, I, I love that you had your <laughs> surreal moment where you looked at your family and go, they're having fun without me. Yeah. And now you've incorporated your 
everything, your daily life, yeah. living out your values, but what's next for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, obviously the TV show is coming out. And so I think we're yeah. going to be able to go live around March 14th you know, or 17th. I don't know why I said 14th, but uh, 17th around St. Patrick's Day. Um, so we're excited about the first season to be released nice. and then we'll go back in the studio again. But, um, you know, that's just an exciting time to see what that brings. Yeah. You know, it, I honestly did not do this for ego. I didn't. I've told you that before. Right. I did not do this for ego. I didn't do it for money. I, it, yeah. This is just a passion that I have to change people's lives. And I may never even know that I changed someone's life, you yeah. know, by having someone on the show. Um, so that's a big thing. Uh, you know, expanding speaking. I uh, My coaching practice is, is going fine, but it's just mm -hmm. more about expanding speaking. I think I've got, I have a book that's out already, Tell Me I Can't, and it goes launching live February 5th and Yay. we're uh, we're just real excited about that so we have a book tour in the UK I have a couple of speaking nice. engagements overseas um okay and, um <laughs> you know Where's... and then I got other businesses too I mean these aren't the only businesses I have but yes I mean there's a lot of things going on this year you well, what a, God willing. Okay, God willing. before we go any further yeah. I know that people have been listening to this and they would love to know how can how I get a hold of you if I want to work with you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, the best way is just go to jenduplusses.com. Right. There's all kinds of information there. And I'm really great at responding to people. So if, if someone has a question, I'm great at just reaching out to them and being present and serving them independently. And, you know, um, I'm not too big that I that I feel like I don't I can't have a conversation with anybody. I love helping people. I love people. that. I love that because, you yeah. know what, that's what I always say. You know, people go, you still have discovery calls? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I want to talk to you. I want to yeah. get to know you. And so being accessible, I think, is really, really awesome, you know, when yeah. you do get to a level of success. But you talked about other businesses. Tell yeah. me about <laughs> these other businesses. Well, I mean, you know, generally, you know, as a mortgage lender, uh, you know, a lot of people in the mortgage business that I coach uh, yeah. do loans, and that's it. I use that as a vehicle to uh, create my you know, my empire of business, of, of properties and stuff. So what we started doing was investing in properties, you know, at a really young age. And now we, you know, have a multitude of properties that we deal with. And we've converted okay. many of them into Airbnbs. So that okay. became a secondary business, um, including our own home. We Airbnb it all the time um, because when I'm traveling, it's sitting there. So, yeah. you know, we yeah. Airbnb that. Um, and uh, I also hold notes. I hold mortgage notes, and uh, so I've been doing that for a while. And then I help my husband with his business, too. And the thing is, you know, I mean, I'm a master at priority because uh -huh. I learned how to prioritize once yeah. I figured out my values. And so it allows me to be able to do all these things and still have a low heart rate. <laughs> right? Okay, I love that. And still be present. And be, I love it. Because they, they run on themselves now. I've learned how to do it. So you, you mentioned something about luxury liners. What yeah, is it called? luxury liner. Oh, that'd be good. Okay, luxury. What <laughs> is it called? Luxury no, what? living a life of luxury. Yeah, so the story behind this is okay. that my mom called me one day and I said, you know, this is way back. And she said, uh, we said, oh, you know, we're going to play football with Kirk and we're going to go on a cruise or whatever. Yeah. We're going to do these things. And she said, oh, you have such a great quality of life, honey. I love it. Yeah. And it hit me that I don't really want a quality of life because that's keeping up with the Joneses. Mm. I really was seeking a life of quality. 
And there is a difference in that. And that's what I sought out to do, and that's what I accomplished. But in recent years, it's become the glorification of busyness because of Internet and, you know, everybody needs Mm -hmm. to be busy, and and I'm more busy than you, and it's a game. And that's when I started saying, wait a minute, this is not a luxury life, but a life of luxury um, in the same manner that when we most of the time when we think of luxury, we think of rings and jets and fancy cars and all that. But how many times have you heard someone say, well, she has the luxury of putting her kids to bed. Mm. He has the luxury of spending time with his wife. Mm. And when you look up the definition of luxury, while there's plenty that say that you're comfortable, I mean, that you're financially set, et cetera, one of the definitions is comfort, and it's being comfortable. And that's Mm -hmm. what I try to help with my clients is help them. And through my mastermind, you mentioned Make Your Mark. It happens to be the name of my mastermind. Tell me I can't, and I'll go make my mark. And, um, you know, helping people make their mark in the world. So so for me, living a life of luxury is getting to do all the things I want to do, whether mm. it's serving my community, charity work, what, whatever it may be. It's not always yeah. about money. There's a, there's a portion that's part of it. Yeah. But, you know, I and, and so I talk about that all the time because I think that when we talk about, you know, I, I just want to use overflow or, I'm, you know, I'm just, it's, you know, I'm having all this success, right? Sometimes it's not about, we want to tie it to money. Right. But sometimes it's, it's like favor. It could be that, you you know, you're getting to experience some things in life that you would have never experienced Absolutely. otherwise. It, it, it's spending time with quality people and getting to know other people and their perspective. To me, that is overflow. Like, oh my goodness, yes. I get to do this or I that, get to do that. That's it. Um, but it doesn't necessarily correlate with it's got to be financial. So I really no. like that about you as well. Yeah. I want to talk about the mastermind though. Everybody is masterminding. Oh, so I know. let's talk about. I, I got in when everybody else started too, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> talk yeah. to me about your mastermind. Yeah. Well, you know, I was asked by Greg Reed, who is the founder of Secret Knock, you know, yeah. to join his mastermind. And it was nice. the first formal mastermind I had been in. And my business grew exponentially in nice. during COVID. Nice. During COVID, the first twenty, you know, the first yes. year, and um, and I said, oh, I really like this. And then he has a certification program, so I became a certified master uh, mastermind leader. Okay. And um, and then last year I had a mastermind all year, and then this year we're switching it up. We're changing it into a very high level mastermind for high achieving professionals that are just missing something in their lives. You know, nice. they're in their whole lives or business. And it's a combination of mechanics and mindset to create momentum. And so it rolls up into a very high-end retreat where we do a lot of breakthroughs for people. I promise I'll make you cry. All right. Oh, (laughs) it might not take much. Uh, How can people get a hold of you if they want to be involved in this mastermind? In the mastermind? Yeah. uh, Go to jenduplessis.com and send me a message because I interview people to be on this in this. There's an application process because we want to have good people. We want to have positive people. We want to have people that are energetic about moving their business forward Um, because it's not about the money or the investment that's involved in it. It's about what we can give to you and we have to make sure we have the right group of people to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds amazing, though. I was like M to the third power or something. Uh-huh. Right, I was right, feeling right. that M, M, M. Yeah, I had tried that, too, because I'm an acronym girl. Right, M, M3, you know, <laughs> right. or something like that. Yeah. That's awesome, because I think uh, a lot of times there is something missing, right? There's something missing, and it could be the limiting belief, because someone called you Jenny who ain't got a penny, yep. right? 
and that you're not you're not going to be worth anything. Or it could be out outside external, or you need a tribe, or you need um, you know community, yeah. or you need resources. Yeah. Just something isn't right. You're not where you want to go. And intuitively, I can help. I love that. Intuitive, she can help you <laughs> get involved with this mastermind. Again, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, genduplusses.com. I love it. Now, here's the thing. As uh, small business entrepreneurs, as, you know, CEOs of our company, mm-hmm. um, there is something always missing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about a lot of times, it's having that other person that's at the same level just to be able to be a confidant, to be able to say, look, yeah. you, do you understand what I'm going through yeah. here? Yeah. And, and and not be judged, right? right. So right. it's something as small as that, entrepreneurs that may be listening to this. It doesn't have to be major. It could just be something right. small it's that says, I tough. need to have that 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 other person um, um, you know, to, to kind of help me. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. How many coaches do you have? Oh, right now. It's funny you ask that because I just... I have just um, Je- uh, Jeff Hoffman, who is the co-founder of Priceline.com, oh, right, yes. and um, and the inventor of the kiosks that we all use at the airport. Yeah. Uh, he and Bill Walsh are both on my advisory board now, my strategic nice. advisory board. So I just brought Jeff on to help me go to the next level because I need someone to help me get there. Um, okay. And he's okay. a billionaire, so. How many coaches? That's one, two, three. Okay. Four. Five. Four, All five. I'm I think is, I've got five. Look, we're out of time, but I can tell you this. Everybody needs a plethora of coaches, coaches. I've got for myself. So I thank you, Jen, for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Uh, and all the best with Tell Me I Can't. Thank I cannot you. wait for that Thanks show for to having come me out here. I appreciate it, especially You're the beautiful welcome. studio. Thanks You're for welcome. doing that for me. Appreciate it. And thank you for watching another episode of Real Biz Talk with Zandra, where I showcase small business owners so that you can grow and scale your business, not just locally, but nationally and globally. Until I see you again, as I always say, be the best you. Peace. (laughs) Watch this and so much more on Zondra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit zondratv.com.